0: This is uh, episode number thirteen, lucky number thirteen, of the Full Dash Closure audiobook and podcast, and I'm here with one of my most favorited uh, YouTube content creators, Torp. And Torp uh, talks about a lot of different things, uh, amongst them the gig economy. But but you know, within a context of uh, he's a real person living. Uh, a real life. He has a he has a lovely wife that he spends time with, and he he, he knows about cars. He uh, he enjoys a good beer and a and a good uh, good bit of sin here and there, like the rest of us anyway. Uh, like to introduce Torp. Torp, say hi to everyone, and and go ahead. And how would you introduce yourself in a couple minutes of uh, you know what you do and and why you do broadcasting.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, that's kind of a, it's kind of a shift, right? From a shift from social media to paid advertising and, and these guys, and and, and so they went from, they went from kind of figuring out their way and finding an audience to uh, finding that as the, as the wages decreased for the gig economy, that the importance of the of the earnings from social media, particularly for YouTube, increased, and, and at some point, you know, they 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 switched off, and it become it became important to get viewers. Um, which there's nothing wrong with having viewers. Everybody wants to have people view their work, and 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 nobody wants to work hard and have nobody consume their work, but but. With what we know today, and and I want to talk about what we know today too. I, I think you'd agree. What we know, we know what DoorDash is a lot more than we did three years ago during the pandemic, when a lot of us were doing this stuff and making more income from it. We didn't really know what DoorDash was in those early times, and it was a different time in a different market because it was more of a necessary short-term. You know, demand in society because of the pandemic, and and now the game has changed, where that 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 uh, demand has gone back to to more more normal levels, and that has given DoorDash and and the other gig economy purveyors the opportunity to to reduce the amount that they're paying for labor as well. So, I mean, one of these one of the things you know, you, you, you talked about it today is just is what's real, what's not real, what is just people waving their arms and making stuff up because they have to say something and what's actually uh, advice that somebody could use on their smartphone, in their car, in their market. Um, where do you see, I mean, DoorDash is obviously, a, a DoorDash is a gig application, so it's its own contained world that is run by by ai and so you talk a lot about glitches and a lot about the apps where do you see doordash in terms of as a real market and as a fair provider of labor i mean Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: right well, yeah, yeah i actually i i shared that i shared that story on twitter, I shared your video on Twitter on that, but go ahead go ahead and tell people. You have to me in, in the act. Do you have to? Do you have to have a Happy Meal in your hand at the time to ask the question? Though do you have to be holding a Happy Meal?
1: Don't distract me. Yeah. Oh, good for them.
0: Yeah, I've I've commented this on your videos before that they have, they've got, they've got social listening. And I I have that in the in the book, too, that these companies are very well aware of everything that's going on. in the marketplace, and they know who's broadcasting. They know what the messages are, and this is one of the things that's that's absurd about, you know, whether it's whether it's uh, well, it doesn't matter who the who the content provider is if they're pumping up any of the apps, any of the aggregation apps, uh, you know, Doordash, whatever, any of those things that they're doing. We have to realize that in a in an artificial marketplace. That's essentially a type of collusion because there is absolutely no way for us to know whether the results that they're showing us on camera are also biased by the company that they're producing, because none of this is organic. None of this is coming from a a wider marketplace. This is is little DoorDash world, and the only thing in DoorDash world is a bunch of DoorDashers, a whole bunch of consumers that have that app. And a whole bunch of restaurants that are logged on there, or brands that are logged on there. And so this is its own little, this is its own little uh, ecosystem in in DoorDash. And there is no, there, there's no freebies in an ecosystem. If you're getting it from one place, you're taking it from the other. It's a zero sum game. And and you know, unfortunately, the way corporate AI set up is that that. The one that's going to pay the most and the most often is is always the the labor aspect, the dasher aspect. But but I mean, the, the the thing that, again, the thing that that totally that totally sucks though is that it's since it's not real, there's nothing we can really trust. So let's even talk about this top dasher thing, top dasher, diamonds, stars, any of these things first of all, they tell us two different things. They tell us criteria for becoming any of these categories, yet they constantly hedge and change the criteria and gift the criteria and make things happen with magic wands that that make no sense. So in essence, I would argue the criteria that they give us, we don't know that that really exists. We just know that they told us that it exists, but there's no proof that there's actually some line in the sand, which which will or won't be crossed because they 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 wipe it out all the time. Right. They change people's stats. And many, many dashers have noted that, you know, hey, I looked at these stats and they don't make any sense. And and that's the other thing there is no. If they tell you that a certain rate must be achieved or a certain whatever, this is a this is not an organic world. They control all of it. So, you know, I mean, if they if, if they want to, you use the term that you'd been gaslighted by the app, if they wanna gaslight you, they can just send you $20, 20 orders in a row that they know you're going to turn down. And then the 21st, they know that you're gonna be so desperate that you'll take one that's lower than usual, but not quite as low as the 20 they just gaslighted you with, right? right. And so you know what I'm saying is true. So yes, yeah, so this is, but this is, this is right. and. And the fact is, but there's also no, there is no DoorDash. This is this is computer AI that's doing this. There's no, you know, there's no people pushing these buttons. This is just happening naturally, which means that every individual is a market of one who's getting their pants beat off. So you you, you
1: go, go ahead. Mhm, there's no access
0: right and so a couple different things i mean number one the the amount of influence that any given dasher has on their outcome of the day is is virtually nil uh doordash have you ever noticed that you can come out on different days like almost to the cent the same amount of earnings over a period of time or how how so so doordash, DoorDash so the algorithm the algorithm has a target that you're gonna to earn today and, and you may think, you know, you may think that you're being a rebel with the cause and fighting and fighting the system. But the algorithm I mean, the, the artificial intelligence has has the ultimate patience to craft no matter which direction you zig or zag, it's still taking you to the moon, right? You're going from here to the moon, you go a hundred miles left, hundred miles right, and kick and scream the whole way, you're still going to the moon nothing you did made any difference and so that's
2: Yes.
1: Right. Well, remember,
0: remember that, that DoorDash is controlling both the supply and the demand for dashers at all times. So, so, so so by, by definition there, right, if they wanted you to make more money, they would just put 10% less dashers on the road tomorrow. And because you could handle that much more business than you handled today or 20% more business than you handled today, they would do that. But that's not what they want, right? So what you have to realize is whatever you make is what they wanted you to make. And that's why that's why, as you always say, you know, what works in my market doesn't work in somebody else's market. But but my answer to you is the reason for that is because it's fraud. Right. It's because they're gaming you Torp in a different way than they're gaming me in my market, they're gaming somebody else in a different way than they're gaming market, their market. And so there's two things. There's number one, if we're each being gamed individually and there is no, you know, all this is, is a corporate AI scam, then there's nothing legitimate or market-based about this as, as employment.
1: But, but, but right. Exactly. If
0: it was if it was a legitimate market, it would fail. Right? That's that is that is that is exactly a point. So now the other thing that they do though is that because they can't have a legitimate market, they also use deception. They have a whole bunch of information when they send you an offer that they're not going to give you, because if they gave it to you then you would make every offer be an economic winner, but what they force you to do is they force you to gamble. They force you. They send you enough where you got to go. Well, I don't know. Maybe this one. Maybe that one. Right. And so that, that amplification. That that they're making you desperate enough or gaslight enough that your work, your job, your well, it's not. A, you're not working for them, but your your independent contractor uh, task has now been gamblified by uh, corporate AI. So you don't know whether it's gonna be high and low. So what, that's, what that does is that gives them the opportunity to do what you talked about before, which is the intermittent reinforcement. Now, as long as I give you a big banger every once in a while, you get all excited and your adrenaline gets up and the sun shines again, and then I can drag you for a whole bunch of shit in between. And then I can give you another banger and I can keep you psychologically, number one, totally confused and bipolar as, you know, to use your words, they said, I can can just make you bipolar. And we've watched, right? We've watched all these content creators on YouTube. And if you can watch a content creator for 45 minutes and watch them go through 25 different emotions, it's crazy, right? You can watch them get excited, you can watch them get pissed off, then they'll get road rage, then they'll laugh, then they'll cry. I mean, it's like, holy crap. What are you doing to this person?
1: right and, and so that's, that's that's what i'm that's what I'm saying is that exactly if you talk about if you yeah
0: it makes it at the at the end of the at the end of a group of orders that their decision you know the accept or decline is almost worthless because the the AI controls controls everything that goes on there. Nothing is organic, and because they're hiding this from you, because they're gaming people, because they're making people that are looking for employment gamble in order to 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 do their work, you know my my feeling is it's a it's a highly unethical uh you know criminal organized criminal organized criminal uh enterprise in reality
1: because what it's doing yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: so it's in it's in one of the chapters um, I think it's in chapter three or four of the book Um, I'll look real quick but there's a um, there's platforms called social listening and what social listening does is it's it's like the in the old days PR agencies used to have a clipping service where they would clip all the major papers from around the world and send literally physical clippings to your company going, here's where you were in the media all over the place. Well, so so the uh, yeah, the so the I'll keep explaining it. So So the the social listening now is artificial intelligence that gathers from all social media from YouTube comments from Twitter from all the all the different platforms and it sends that to a marketing department for analysis and there you know there may be some things that that cause flags for humans to look at it and my and my guess is that in your case uh, that the situation was that because it involved the Dasher direct card, You know, I wrote about it, other people talked about it, the fact that you lost that money. Uh, Something flagged something flagged a human to take action. I don't think that whole thing was carried through by AI because it's too small of a transaction. But, you know, give it give somebody credit for noticing and making it right at the at the end of the day. Oh. They're watching. That's what I said about the, the content creators, you know, whether it's whether it's Dashing Trader or YouTube or anyone else, you can make sure that if if there's Dashers getting, you know, thousands to tens of thousands of views that are influencing this this multi million person uh, labor market of gig gig app laborers called Dashers, you can bet that they're interested. I mean, think of it this way. How much energy did Starbucks and Amazon put into, uh, put into activities that would break union, uh, union formation within Starbucks and Amazon, which is really low level labor for, for unionization, right? I mean, that's really transient, quick, in and out labor for a lot, a lot, a lot of people as is the gig economy. But, but the fact is, look at the resources that they put into keeping that in general from being a successful venture. And then imagine, uh, look at the look at what DoorDash put into Prop 22 in California and all these other all the gig economies put in anytime there's legislation. And then imagine how much time and attention they spend on content creators and people that are branding DoorDash within the Dasher community. I, I'm guessing, you know, they're they are not dumb people and smart people would spend a lot of time understanding the comments and the issues of the uh, gig app content creator community because you guys influence a, especially a lot of newbies that because there is no training from the companies people go on the internet and they go okay well, you know who who makes a video about going dashing and and so then the newbies come on here and and doordash knows that doordash knows that you guys are the trainers you know you guys are the culture you guys have the de facto culture of doordash
1: Megan Rice Graceman, yeah. Yeah, and she was she, beautiful beautiful, talented. Yeah, so, so. Thank you. that
0: yeah so so one of the reasons i think well a lot of the controversy has come up over what is termed in doordash as as tipping uh which which is a system that as i've talked about many times doesn't it it may be a tip of it of some type but it's not the type of it's not a tip as you would see in the real world the dynamics of it how it's positioned how it's configured, how it's suggested, everything about it is different than a tip in the real world. Um, you know, I, that has been, and, and I think that was the foundation too of of a lot of of I think some of Megan's displeasure and a lot of the other rivalry with customers that that comes through DoorDash is that uh, DoorDash has set up a system of a made the fail tipping system uh, on top of a too low pay uh, scale so that basically it's a lose-lose proposition no matter what anybody does. And, and what they've done effectively is, is turn consumers and uh, gig laborers against each other.
1: Well and and get yes gig workers against each other and against consumers, yeah.
0: well and you've got you've got some of the old timers that that if I may say so really jumped the shark this year <laughs> like
1: Well,
0: it's it's almost like it's almost like and, and I would argue they really don't care if you're successful or not because they get paid either way. Right. And so that's but that's a real problem, right? Because one of the, you know, we can talk about the people that have been doing this for a while and that maybe know some of the game. But since we know that people are constantly rotating in that are desperate for some kind of money um, and are being taken advantage of, do you think this is a legitimate enterprise overall? If if it takes, uh, I mean, if it's essentially uh, you need Lots of gambling and money losing experience to to do it well, (laughs) if it can be done at all. I mean, do you think this is legitimate since the people that are new and are coming in are getting no training? They're unsuccessful. A lot of them are losing money. A lot of them screw up their cars. I know you have the ability to fix and maintain your own cars, but most people don't have that. Uh, Is this fair? Is this is this a is this a legitimate business enterprise? Well, well. So, so what? What are these? What are the customers right now? I mean, that's that's a question in and of itself. Is is what are the what are the customers and what is the business? Because Doordash, Doordash is losing more per order than at any time in the last ten years right now. So, if they're if they're still losing money on this last mile delivery market what's the goal and and my argument is the the goal is is running humans with gig apps and i call it app slavery uh it's it's the ability to build a market which they're doing right now with 65% market share in the US and about the same worldwide where they are able to not just do last mile delivery, but you can use that technology to task any group of workers with any type of tasks, gamify it, gamblify it, uh, and and uh, you know this this is as you know this is technology that is built specifically to exploit human frailties and the human mind. Everything that happens in DoorDash is designed to cause you to give a give it a behavior that's desired by by the AI creator and that was targeted, right? That's everything that happens So if If they change the tipping procedure uh, or if they change a feature in the app, that's a test to see how you react. And that's why the app, that's why people say, well, they're testing this in my area, they're testing this in my area. This app came in and they never tell you what's gonna come in or what's gonna come out. You've never seen a business change so often as DoorDash's uh, interface, right? It's constantly changing the rules and the games and the stars and the diamonds and the and the programs because number one, none of it's real, but number two, it's constantly testing us like little rat lab rats to see which ones we, we respond to most, you know, most advantageously for the company. Well, I mean, so far Door, DoorDash has kept themselves apart from the rideshare companies in terms of really being under the the wage scrutiny, um, in, in the same way. But there's there's so much to unpack there. I mean, first of all, there really is not a profitable business model for last mile delivery, right? There, there. If you're going to have a human being drive a sedan to pick up a a couple fast food lunches and take it to somebody's business you you're not there's not going to be money to be made there and and it,
1: Right. So this is, so this is what what this is, though. So, so here's the
0: thing. If, if it came out to the same dollars in your pocket at the end of the day, both ways, would you care? Yeah, no, if, if nothing, nothing, nothing else has changed. Either way, you're being run by the same AI system. You know, is, is the the question is, you know, which, which, which way is not it, It's not which way you want to get paid. It's which way you're going to make more money. So number one, they didn't design get and they shouldn't call it get paid by the hour. Either they should get it, get caught, get paid by the minute. An hour at a time, right it's gonna be paid by the minute you get you still get paid when you're on their active time, not when you're cooling your heels in the parking lot waiting for something to happen between orders right so between orders can be as long as right yes yeah, this this is an a so so they didn't they didn't create it so that you could be paid more number one, I think they created it. First and foremost, as a as a preemptive strike after that, after the labor letter at the end of last year in November, uh, when they said, you know, that 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 they recognized that the gig economy may have a lot of deceptive business practices and and they were questioning the employment status and employment status and everything else. I think DoorDash uh, being the the geniuses that they are and they are they're evil geniuses, they're genius, they're evil, but they are geniuses. Being the evil geniuses that they are, I think they figured out. Hey, if we preemptively strike, put an hourly option in there, and then we go. Hey, we've already figured it out. We got an hourly option. You know what? The employees don't. The the, the, the workers don't even like it. They like the they like the the big time gambling option. So you know, these guys look. These guys, DoorDash hired somebody that used uh, used to work at the White House. And the president's team, you know, for their uh, government relations leadership, these guys are not playing small ball. (laughs) These guys, these guys are playing at the level where you get people that worked in the White House to represent you. They're not they're they're not doing anything to lose. They're not doing anything to 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 give away their position of power. in fact, I mean, they've got their they've got 27 countries, 27 nations around the world that their hooks are in right now. And they plan to enslave every single one of them with their with their artificial intelligence. So, you know, they're not missing any tricks here. So I I absolutely believe and I, I believe the same thing with this, you know, tip after the fact. This is just another way to show people that uh, that they can't win, so they might as well not, they might as well shut the hell up about it, uh, because there's nothing there's nothing that's going to happen in a price gouged market with anonymous uh, labor that's going to drive better tipping behavior. I mean, tipping is religion in the United States. You got 50 percent of the people that believe in it, 50 percent of the people that don't. And they all want to fight about it. And nobody's ever going to change what they think about it. Cause the ones that don't believe in it, don't believe in it all day long. And the ones that do, do believe in it all day long. And, and then it pits people against each other in this emotional ego challenge. And you know how good those go, right? Once egos get involved, everybody loses their noodle in about five minutes. Right. As soon as you start challenging somebody's mama.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's not
0: just it's not just it's not just the the deactivation either. It's it's being deactivated by ratings. I mean, the ratings really are completely and totally meaningless unless they were so low consistently that you were deactivated. Deactivated. Nobody reads it. They're not real. You don't know where they come from.
1: Yeah. So so it's basically
0: meaningless. Nevertheless. I can tell you that, you know, as somebody who's done it, it just, it, it not, it messes with your head that somebody could be such a complete and total asshole as to, as to give somebody a one star rating when you, you know, you know what you did, had to do to do your best to get them, whatever you had to get them. It's more, it's, it's a, it's a it's an emotional slap in the face at the very least and that's what a lot of that's what a lot of doordash is it's it's that it's so hard to get your rhythm because if it's not the traffic and the bad drivers it's it's the it's the waiting it's the this it's that and and it's a constant i mean it's amazing that we're even talking about two dollars and 25 cents and and i I can say for the record, I've never accepted anything with $2.25 attached to it. Um, it, it. Yeah, so so it used to be when I started, uh, which was almost just about uh, three years ago now in, during the pandemic that I started doing that, uh, doing some DoorDash and some of the first people i watched were uh mike your your driver mike and uh i think pedro and a couple other people and the conventional wisdom there was a gal named brandy that was doing some stuff then the conventional wisdom was that you don't even accept an offer unless it's above seven dollars and fifty cents, and people were kind of arguing, well, like my my bottom line is seven dollars, my bottom line is seven fifty, and now people are now you, you, people are showing that I mean, the regular offer is two twenty five, and then you're supposed to cross your fingers that there's some type of uh, of, of tip going along with it. I mean, it's absurd. Right. So so how is that how is that a legitimate independent contractor uh using business if you trick people into bad contracts before you allow them to get good contracts? I mean, it, there is no all of this is essentially a Ponzi scheme of getting a few people somewhere to benefit, and then somehow getting them to continue to spin this as their as their uh, mission down to people who are never going to benefit, and that's kind of reminds me of where the where the gig app community is right now. Is that since they're all shrinking, since Lyft is circling the drain, none of them are making money. We're past the pandemic uh, peak, and and now the. Uh, they're able to I mean DoorDash even talks about in their quarterly report that they can now pay dashers their dasher all-in cost their cost of recruiting and and compensating uh dashers is going down because uh there's so many unemployed low-skilled laborers out there that that, that you know they've got they don't they can burn dashers left and right and there's still plenty of dashers to come so you know how how can this be uh a sustainable model when it's just a race to the bottom. I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's, that's
2: Nope.
0: If they cared, they cared about if DoorDash cared about any of those things, they would invest in those things and they don't spend a penny on any of those things because they don't care. Right. So it's like so it's like everything else in DoorDash. When they're hiding the pertinent information from you, the information that they're giving you is worthless. They're hiding they're hiding the if 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 I tell you, you know, if I tell you've got you've got ten ratings and one of them's a one star, and I don't tell you which one it is, you can't ever learn anything from it. There's no There's no possibility for you to link anything good or bad that you did to any of the results. And that's, that's what DoorDash does. And that's because this is a game world. They don't really care. Yes. uh mm-hmm. well you know look the fact the fact that you have zero uh gig security and could be could be uh taken the the access to the app could be taken away from you for any or no reason at all with any with no recourse whatsoever uh that's that's a lot of leverage right i mean this is this is the corporate psychopath taken to the taken to its its most uh gratuitous extreme right this is this is corporate ai like like doordash uses to to run the dasher app can exploit every human being individually and make millions of predictions a second about what's going to happen next such that you know a human has the illusion that they're going out and making decisions and having a day and 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 accepting and declining orders when in fact nothing that they did other than leaving the house and logging out made any difference whatsoever right that, that 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 whatever they were going to have this this type of day that was that was that is granted by the the app and so one of the problems there too is it's it's inherently discriminatory right you don't know you you're told that diamonds or programs mean something but for all you know how do you know that they're not giving a 20% premium to all the dashers in your market that are in their first week because they want to get them addicted and convince them that it's a good money earning money earning opportunity? How do you know that they're not you know, you you have no idea. No, none of us have any idea because it's not a real market how any given dasher or category of dashers is incentivized versus the other. And we all know the thing too where but we have we would have friends and family say well are you going out cuz it's dinner time and it's going to be busy well dinner time is busy for restaurants dinner time is not necessarily busy for a dasher because DoorDash can make you busy or make you not busy at any given time and what you find and what people find is that th- this idea of of trying to quote understand their local market for DoorDashing is is just a matter of reading the tea leaves of of how is the app working compared to the restaurants, compared to the other dashers, whatever else? None of it's a market that can be understood, but it is. But it's you know, it's 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 kind of like uh, Pokemon Go. It's it's a game that's played in the real. It's a it's a video game, but it's played in the real world. But you're not scoring, you know, you're not scoring points for God. You're scoring scoring points for Pokemon. Right. You're you're not these the DoorDash points, the stars and the dash and the the status and the top dasher and diamonds. That's all an illusion. And the way I can prove that it's illusion is that nobody you could never show me on paper the criteria, the exact criteria at which DoorDash cuts off any of these programs because it doesn't exist. This is all just kind of a malleable illusion that they that they put in. And I'm sure you've looked at your apps and seen stats change when you didn't change anything or whatever else. I mean, DoorDash, there is nothing in the DoorDash Dasher app that is real world applicable that's not rigged and not gamed for you to consume. And so, you know, whatever you're looking at, however you're interpreting it, it's just it's not real and i don't think people are really i don't think people really understand that and they don't understand that if doordash wanted to change that and wanted the glitches not to be there or wanted something to be better a better experience better better support better training better anything doordash has the resources to make anything better that they want to be better and if it's not better it's because they don't want it to be And so so that's kind of my that's that's where I get really stuck is, is for people to understand how corrupt this thing is.
1: Okay, so, so. No, so they
0: talked, they, they talked about this in their, in their engineering talks that they can slow down the system. Uh, they can just increase the latency in the system, number one. Uh, they can just, they can do a number of things to slow it down. Imagine this. So I take all the dashers on the road. And the compu- the and the AI also cre- it's itself tests. So it's constantly, constantly, constantly testing for different reactions in the in the driver base and the driver base is the big variable, right? Because the more they can push the, the cost of of delivery down, the more money they make. The cost of delivery is is. If that's a pass through for DoorDash. DoorDash makes no money on deliveries; they don't care about it. They want it minimized at all times, which is why dasher wages are always pushed down, right? Because it does nothing for DoorDash. All it does is cost them business because they want a percentage of they get a percentage of the sale, both from the both from the the merchant and from the the consumer. So. They're getting paid by everybody but a Dasher. And so the Dasher is DoorDash's worst enemy, which is one of the real problems with the gig economy is that it's set up for the corporate to be your opponent, not your partner. DoorDash, DoorDash is the opponent of Dasher's. And, and people don't realize that. Now, I've never said it that way before, but it really is. It is your opponent. And since it's AI, it's going to beat your pants off every time. Sorry to tell you. It's just going to be, it's just going to pants you every
1: day. The The only rule, the only rule, the only rule is there are no rules. The only rule is there are no rules.
0: So, th- so this is the scary thing, right? Because the, the government has never been uh, good at managing corporations. Corporations can literally get away with and, and have gotten away with murder for, for decades, right, before the government catches up with them. Now, if they couldn't keep up with regular corporations, what do you think they can do with corporate AI? Nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. Because this is black box AI. There's nothing to inspect, right? A corporate inspector. The the most they can do is gonna go, like, how's this thing work? And they go, we don't know. And they go, can you explain it to us? And they go, no. And they go, okay. But it runs. It runs all these people, right? I mean, that is what corporate AI is, and that's why it's so scary. Is that you and I could talk till the end of time, and all these other bullshitters on on YouTube that are content creators can talk till the end of time about what DoorDash and Uber and Lyft and everything are but not one of us know it's not even knowable what we do know is that we're being gamed and that AI is beating our pants off and that the gig economy is a giant fucking fraud those things we know now we are some i've used i've i've earned uh income to survive off the gig economy you've earned it off the gig economy so you know, it's taken a place in the world for this period of time. Is it a long term uh, part of our world? I don't think so. For the for the reasons we talked about. Number one, it's it's fraudulent, right? And, and there's too many people that lose in the gambling game for the people that win in the gambling game. But number two, it's um, unless that fraudulent element of of app slavery and controlling people and using that technology around the world expands beyond delivery and beyond beyond tasks into other things there's there's no profit to be made Th- these are subsidized money losing markets that DoorDash is is investing in right now so it's it has to be investing more in the ai and the technology of human management and what i call app slavery than it does delivering happy meals because you know delivering happy meals as you see in the advertising DoorDash advertises a lot with brown kids kids of color on bicycles on scooters they they they're even they're recognizing the fact that a person in a car it might just be too expensive for a person with a vehicle to deliver DoorDash in the future and their future model is going to be you know, immigrant kids, migrant laborers, those kind of people riding bikes, riding scooters, stuff that, you know, the people that are in the gig economy right now, who probably used to be middle class before we all sunk into whatever we are now, um, you know, it's DoorDash is really is really send is really lowering the bar for what for what dashing is because it's not supportable with uh, with a a capable worker driving a vehicle around to deliver people's lunch. It's just not a viable business model. And it never it never has been, which is why before the pandemic, 99% of retailers and 85% of restaurants never had food delivery prior to the pandemic. The pandemic changed that. But now we're going back because, you know, the technology was there before three years ago. If everybody needed home delivery for for, you know, tennis balls and dog toys, that would have been there, then the economy would have figured out that home delivery for tennis balls and dog toys was needed in the year 2002. We had cars then we had we had things people people could have delivered. But really, delivery for restaurants was segmented to pizza to maybe a few other things because it wasn't really economically viable. And and the fact that these companies made a scam out of it with the gig economy is the fact that they made a scam out of it you said it yourself so tony tony sue and the other two guys the other three guys that started doordash made a couple billion dollars each as founders do they really care if doordash is successful now no they're they're set for life if doordash the corporation does well or doesn't do well do well or last i mean they have some some investment in this, but Tony Hsu is now the CEO of DoorDash. He's on the board of directors for Meta for Facebook. He's on Shark. He, he's a pop culture figure on Shark Tank, ABC. You know, they, they've they changed the world with their scam. But the world is also going to find out that, you know, it's a predatory scam because it's it's what it is. Uh, it,
1: go ahead. Torp. What do you think? Uh, yeah profit profit's a strange one though no
0: right and they're not only not showing a profit but they're actually losing money per order so, so you have to ask yourself, following the money, since they're investing. The reason that they're not showing profits is they're investing heavily in buying foreign markets when they acquired this Volt enterprises, which was 23 more nations to add to the four that they already had. And so now, you know, DoorDash is trying to get this global grift out there with, with, with corporate AI before everybody figures out what a scam it is. And and here's one of the things that um, I I think of you in this analogy because I know you're you're into cars and you're a mechanic. And then one of the one of the things that I just can't understand about the world in general and the acceptance of this gig economy is that deception is so key in it. Whether it's ride share, not telling drivers you know where they're taking their ride, where they're actually driving to, and where they're dropping people off at. Uh, for DoorDash, they don't give us. They don't give the the full information about tips. They don't give the full information about about uh, mileage. They, I mean, there, there's all different kinds of pertinent data withheld from every one of these gig app companies. How can it be a legitimate independent contract with you, an independent contractor? If I don't tell you the truth about what it is, I mean, if I sold you a car, and I and I took off, and you got in and turned the key, and there was no engine in the car, and the key just spun around, and you open up the hood, there was no engine. Is that a is that a valid sale? I would say that that I withheld material information about this car in our in our sales agreement, and and all of these applications base their independent contractor offers on the fact that they withhold material information because if they didn't the system wouldn't work right if they were honest the system wouldn't work if there wasn't fraud the system wouldn't work and so so to me th- this is the part that's just it's the game stopper we don't even need to go to step two if doordash can't actually tell you the amount of money that you're going to make per hour and per mile driven after expenses so that, you know, if you're actually making money on a given offer or losing money on a giver offer, then it's not a real then it's not a real contract because no sensible person would sign a contract that they'd lose money on. You would say, no, I'm losing money on this contract. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy this car for $10,000 that has no engine in it. I will not buy this car. And so but but in the gig economy, somehow we rationalized that that since it's a bunch of rubes running around with cell phones that we can just lie to them, trick them into taking stuff and then they have to deal with the shit. All the risk is on them. How does that work? But see, that's that's how how they get away with it is, number one, there are no rules. So they just make up something and they present it to the regulars and go, here, here's what we're going to do. That doesn't, you know, and the regulars go, oh, there's no rules about these things. Okay. so but so imagine. Even even if I put up even if they put up the rate, they don't tell you how that rate is being calculated, that it's only being calculated under in, in a specific subset of time, right? Because the gig economy is entirely a scam. There is nothing about it that's legitimate. There's nothing about it that regular. I mean, here's one of the things that was really funny. I went on a lot of the different boards because so I wanted to talk to different Dashers and understand and go on Discord or whatever and 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 to the Dasher platforms. And time after time, Dashers would say to me, Well, well, they wouldn't be allowed to do it if it wasn't legal. I'm like, oh hell yeah, they would. People do all kinds of stuff that isn't legal. They just haven't been caught yet. Right? I mean to me this entire enterprise has been fraud from start to finish they just haven't been caught yet there's plenty of frauds that go on for a decade or two before they get caught and and you know the, the fact is tony sue and the and the top investors and everything all of these folks know that this is a corporate ai scam that these are artificial markets that none of this is real that these ghost restaurants are a scam that they're deceiving uh labor in every single offer that they make, that they're gouging uh, consumers, that they're fleecing merchants and restaurants. They know all these things, but there's nobody to catch them. I mean, right now in a world that's struggling, the gig economy, you know, I mean, these guys are doing Super Bowl commercials. They're they're pop culture now, and they want to keep it that way because they want people to believe that because it's here, it deserves to be here and it should be here and it should stay. And, uh, you know, I think in general and in specific, the gig economy is is a nasty crime against humanity for the most part, because too many people are victimized by it. And even if there are some winners out there, even if Pato DoorDash Santiago is a DoorDash winner or even if if. Mr. Flex is a DoorDash winner. It doesn't make up for all the people that that got scammed and that ruined their vehicles and that that lost money uh, slaving for an international corporation that's taking advantage of them. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, saying the stuff that I'm saying now. Well, I kind of have, I mean, I'm working on a book and stuff, but it's, it's still in an early, I haven't really gone out to, um, I don't know. I think I have maybe, I don't know which part, which part should I do?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something.
0: Well, you know, yeah. Well, sure. I have a little bit of an advantage, right? That I know you a little bit better than you know me because I've watched you speak for a few hours, and you, you, you haven't. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm working. It. It's So, it, you know, it's a hard message to tell because it's the message that is counterintuitive to our human experience, right? Our our human experience tells us all the things that that we see or what we can believe in and that's not really the case anymore well thank you well i i i really wanted to talk to you because there's, for two reasons number one you're always funny you're always interesting and, and as i told you before I th- dude i would i would watch you do a video on mowing the lawn and i and i may someday Um uh, but but number two the thing so so you have you have a very classic work ethic but you've you've always been very pro DoorDash in terms of look i like to work i need to work this is an opportunity for me to work and i take it seriously and so you know i like that fact too because because you know your your focus has been on this as work and also because of that you don't make a lot of excuses or take a lot of excuses for for what goes on there in fact a lot of times i think you're way too accountable for what goes on like i see you blame yourself for stuff and I go oh hell no you're not allowed to take the, you're not allowed to take the blame on that one buddy jordan has just screwed you into the ground and you're going well i woulda shoulda coulda no way man so so i i i always think that's interesting. And, and we'll we'll talk again. I know I've been I've been hounding you because I saw your you let go of a really, a really good one about three about three or four days ago. You or maybe it was last week. I don't know. You you put out a video where you were just on fire about all the bullshit that was going on. And I just thought I've got to talk to the I got to talk to Torb. I got to get you on and and I would say on my on my Twitter, you actually you have a lot of fans. I I have I have posted many of your videos on on Twitter and people um enjoy that. So we will we will abs- absolutely talk again. I know you have that Torpino account or whatever, but it's old. Yeah, I I I've done my I've done my homework. I've been working on this for like 3 years. It's probably that it's a long time.
1: What's that? Three? How long have we doing this? (laughs) Oh no no! How how long have I been what?
0: Oh, how long have I known about? Oh, only only. uh, Sorry, I didn't understand. Only a couple months. I, I I always look. You know, it's so funny because most most YouTube creators they maybe had one at one time, but it's not active. And I found yours, and yours yours was old. I think I I think I teased you about it. I thought maybe I pissed you off, but I didn't think that was really possible because I think you, you looked you looked pretty stylish with even more hair then. You're, you're looking pretty. You're looking pretty badass in the Torpino in the Torpino picture. Yeah, throwback.
1: Yeah, yeah, I said. It's at the front row.
0: It helps, it helps, it's helped us pay attention sometimes. Well, to our Yeah, well, hey, thank you so much for the conversation. I hope people enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to talking to you more soon. I I really um, I'm really interested as maybe you look at some of these things a different way, how how your view of DoorDash will change after our talk and, you know, how you'll start to think of some things maybe a little bit differently, too. Because I mean, I'll tell you as before we wrap up and I've made this point to people in the two years and 5,521 dashes that I did. So that's not a short amount of time. That's not a a small amount of, of deliveries. I did not, I knew I was being manipulated, but I didn't know what I know now after the last nine months of researching DoorDash and artificial intelligence and the operations and all that stuff. So, you know, there's a process that I went through too, where it was like every day, You know, my eyes would pop it out. I go, "Holy shit!" I cannot, you know, I cannot believe what these guys just said because each of us gets a view of the world from from the perception and the perspective that we sit in. So, if you're a dasher and you're holding a, a smartphone and doing DoorDash from that end, you really don't have a very big picture of how DoorDash actually works. And even if you know you're being gamed it's very difficult to know exactly how. And and so, and the human brain wants to put that together and makes narratives and we make stories about things being good and things being bad. And whether we were stupid or whether we were smart, we make all that shit up. None of it's real, but we make it up in our head, right? None of it's, None of it's real, but we make a good story for ourselves. <laughs>
1: I'm a fan, man. I'm, I'm a big. I'm a big. oh is that the cherry guy oh that guy's that guy's a buffoon Right
0: It was a, it was a pleasure man and um I will uh I will be in touch. I'm glad we got hear each other's emails now and and we'll stay in touch and and I want to talk again as as you process more of this stuff because this is, you know, we're we're still early in the game. There's a lot more to go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. This has been uh, episode 13 of the Full Dash Closure audiobook and podcast with my new friend, Torp. And uh, we're out.